What's happening, people? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Giants Guys. You guys could be anywhere in the world, but you're hanging out here with me. So thank you for taking the time, your free time to hanging out, whether you're, you know, uh, putting the kids to bed or you got some free time in your home office or maybe we're streaming throughout the whole house and everybody wants to know who that idiot is on your computer. Well, I'm Craig. I'm your host of the Giants guys. And of course, we are going to um, give you a great show like we always do. We've got the Spartan game. We got to finish on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to talk Kafka. We're going to talk Wink. Um, and of course, it's it's Danny B's first day in the fold. We got a new we got a new hatchling part of the part of the team, which is super cool. You guys are all familiar with Danny. Let's bring in the guys here. Let's bring in Truth. Truth, oh, boys. What's up, Truth? Truth, <laughs> is there any rumor that you played golf today? Yes, there is. Yeah, yes, that's a pro- that is a problem when 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 Mr. Stewart, which is AKA the truth, gets to play golf during the day just because he's like a golf pro and he can do stuff like that. So <laughs> so I hate him today because you probably worked all day long slugging it out while he was golfing. Um no, just kidding, truth. We love you. Let's bring in Chris. There's, there's nails. Hey Craig. Hey uh Michael. Let's go, nails. <laughs> I'm giving you <laughs> Carbs, crush, nails, Chris. We gotta make a choice one of these days. We gotta pick no no, we call you something different every time. But I'm, right. I'm giving you the I'm giving you the golf clap because Mike played golf today. So we're giving yes. you the golf clap. Yes. All right, last but not least, please welcome our new, like I said, my our new hatchling, our new family member, which is super cool. If you guys aren't familiar with Dan, um, Dan has his own podcast. And we just been kicking it around for like two years. Like, Dan, come hang out with the Rush crew. And he's like, nah. I'm like, Dan, come hang out with the Rush crew. You're going to fit in with these guys. You know I love you. We chat all the time. We tweet up. And then finally he's like, it's time. So let's welcome Dan B to the show. What's up, guys? How's it going? There he is, Dan. Welcome aboard. Michael gets to golf. I had to take care of my sick two-year-old today. So oh, I'm having my Michael Jordan flu game today. So what's going yeah. on, guys? Uh, Dan, it is awesome to have you part of the family. I got to tell you, it was super excited that we talked and you, you were like, going to talk it over with the wife. Make right. sure that, you know, she doesn't think you're crazy, which I'm hoping she doesn't. But <laughs> he did, he did, guys, he did text back and said, let's go. So we are super excited to have you uh, part of the team. I think I gave you the cat, uh, the wink, uh, day ball hugging gift after we won the division, uh, the playoff spot against the Colts. That was yep. my sign. Let's go. Let's do this. So, thanks, Craig. It's been a long two years, ready to go. We've been talking, <laughs> so let's get it, let's get it going. Yeah, no doubt. We're gonna have fun. We get to play around with a bunch of stuff. Of course, you guys are familiar with Nikki, uh, who's uh, on vacation in like Aruba. So the rush hour was put off uh, last night. Rush hour will be back next week. So um, without further ado, um, let's start off like we always do. Thanks for watching another episode of the Giants, guys. And this will be your top 10 things that you did not know about your 22-23 New York Giants. Number one, Julian Love makes the second lowest amount of all the free agency uh, uh, players that we have. With 
$715. That's $822,000 a year for the cap, a captain who calls the defense and led your team in tackles. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are, there are, um, there are 14, hang on a minute. Is it 14? No, excuse me. There are 18 free agents on the New York Giants. And uh, Julian Love is the second lowest salary being paid out to those 18 guys, which is amazing. Which brings me to the number two things that you didn't know about your 22 23 Giants is that Darius Slayton is the lowest paid free agent that we have out of those 18. He is the lowest with a salary of ready buckle in for this. This poor cat makes $688,497. What the bleep? Well, he took a pay cut, remember last year? Yeah. 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 I mean, that is just horrible. And you know what? I'm, I'm happy for him because he did have a really nice year and he's going to get paid. And he's definitely going to get paid more than $688,000. <laughs> Number three things that you might not have known about your 22-23 Giants is in the upcoming draft, the Giants will select number 25, not number 26, because uh, uh, the um, Miami Dolphins forfeited uh, their first-round pick, which moves the Giants from 26 to 25. Uh, number four, two uh, things that you did not know about your 22 New York Giants is last week the Giants signed Terrell Burgess. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, defensive back and David Sills to future contracts. So for you Sills lovers, and you're on if you're the if you're on the Sills fan, you know the train. He's back. If you hate Sills for whatever reason, I'm not really sure how anybody can hate this dude. But if you hate him. Sorry, he's coming back again for another season, especially because I think him and Jones are pretty pretty tight. Yeah, I think Danny needs that guy to throw the ball to during the offseason. Oh, 100%. Hey, buddy. They, they need 100%. to write a children's book about David Sills, never to give up when you're when you're like, a you know, that Dan can yeah. read to his two-year-old. Never give up David Sills' <laughs> yeah. story. You know what I mean? Exactly. When you're a child protege. Number five things that you didn't know about your 22-23 Giants is free agency for the New York Giants and the other 31 teams in the NFL starts on March 13th at 12 o'clock. Um, that is when you are legally able to negotiate with free agents. So if you did not know, it is about uh, five weeks away. And then uh, you'll be able to go out there and fill your roster up with expensive players that don't produce. All right, number six. Things that you might not know about your 22-23 Giants is that I this is actually not even Giants related. It's kind of funny because uh, you know me. I love my tight ends. You know me. I love my linebackers. Giants are looking for uh, potentially a free agent linebacker. So I went through them today, and and uh, I think Chris will be able to attest the fact that I called Glowinski the guy like six months in advance, right? I remember. I remember. Yes, and truth, you remember it because truth always tells the truth. So I'm going on record right now that that um, Alex Singleton, okay, uh, 29 years old, in 2020 he had 120 tackles. In 2021 he had 138 tackles. In 2022 he had 163 tackles. He was the only bright spot for the Denver Broncos this past year. He played three years with the Eagles, one year with the Broncos, 
I'm going on record as saying that Alex Singleton could find his way to the New York Giants in free agency. Uh, number seven, things that you did not know about your 22 New York Giants and 23, I guess, uh, would be on April 17th is when the off-season uh, workouts begin. So you're not going to hear boo about any players in the facility working out until April 17th. That's when the off-season program kicks in, where they're allowed to be on, you know, in the facility working out on required plans. Now, they can go work out there now, but what they're required to do to get paid doesn't start actually until the 17th of April. Number eight, things that you did not know about your 22-23 Giants is that Lawrence Taylor this past week named his top five defensive players of all time. Pretty cool because I think you already know who number one is. So we're going to start with number five. Number five is Ronnie Lott. Uh, you're familiar with Ronnie Lott, safety from the 49ers. Number four was Deion Sanders. Number three was Deacon Jones. Number two was Reggie White. And number one was, of course, himself. So that would be uh, the top five defenders that Lawrence Taylor made an announcement on. Uh, he was interviewed by a couple guys that Brandon Marshall show that's on. I can't remember the name of it right now. They had LT on and he named his top five defenders. So if you want to look for that, it's that Brandon Marshall uh, interview show. It's pretty cool. Number nine things that you probably didn't know about your 22 New York Giants. And this one actually, um, and I do this pretty much every week through the season. This one actually caught me off guard because I heard nothing about this all year. So uh, Jihad Ward, you guys are familiar with Jihad Ward. Good locker room guy. I thought it was a nice pickup uh, this past year. Was fined. Ready? $145,000 this past season for wearing a hood. Not even worth uh, it. There are people, there are people that don't make $145,000 a year. And this cat was fined $145,000 over 17 weeks for wearing a hood. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the world. <laughs> All right, last, number 10. Number no 10. Fun yes, the no funly. It is very true. Number 10, things that you might not have known about your 22 New York Giants is that Tiki Barber went on record this week saying oh, yeah. that quarterback Daniel Jones can be the best quarterback in the NFC East and even went as far to say that Jalen Hurts is a great player, but Daniel Jones with better tools could be a better player than Jalen Hurts. Bang! That is your 10 things that you didn't know about your 22, 23 New York Giants. Boom! And I'm glad you folks are here. I see you guys piling in the room. Give a shout-out to everybody. Let's start at the top. I see you, Spartan Mike. We're going to play the Spartan Mike game next. Uh, I see you, Jake. I see you, Jay. Um, I see you, Joe. Mason, what's up? We haven't seen you in forever, my friend. Glad you're cold. What's up, Cole? We love you. Uh, I'm, I hope you're bringing the spice today. Tuto's in the room. Tuto. I see Chris. I see Chris. I see Peter. Oh. Let's see. Uh, yeah, Cole's crazy. He always has. He always has the great one-liners. I see you. I see Mark. I see you, Peter. Uh, yep, LT is LT. I see. Oh, Brad is in the room. What's up, Brad? 
So we got our normals and, and hoping a couple of you other uh, cats pop in. As I alluded, gentlemen, we need to finish off this Spartan Mike game we started last week. I'm going to give you a defensive player. You're going to tell me whether it's elite, strong, work in progress, or whole. So we're going to start off with majority of the defensive guys. Let's start off with the big cat, Leo. Uh, uh, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Where does Leo sit in your mind? Um, I don't know. You know, looking at Dexter, Dexter's elite. Leo, and he frees up stuff for Dexter. But I'm going to say strong. I mean, Dexter's strong. Um, so I, I, I think maybe a couple years ago he might have been elite. I, I, he's borderline. But, you know, the, the, the numbers don't show all the time. But what he does, you know, with all the messy work, yeah, I'm going to say he's strong. You mean you said you said Dexter? You mean Leo? Dexter. Um, no, I'm sorry. I, yeah, no, Leo. Leo's strong. But I'm saying if you, yeah, Leo's strong. Don't, right. don't jump ahead. Don't don't jump ahead to the other. I was player. scared in my brain. Yeah, that's you know, Chris. That's Chris. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to be like just be like Vanna White. I'm trying to be the whole. Maybe like I was thinking out loud. I was thinking out loud. But yeah, Leo. Yeah. Leo, I would say, is solid, strong. Yeah, well, there's 100 people watching the show live, and there's another 1,000 people are watching during the week, and they're going to go, what's Chris's problem? Why is he always jumping ahead? Um, Danny, let me throw Leo over to you, Danny. Uh, elite, strong, work in progress, or whole? I'm going strong. Um, basically what Chris just said. But he's more the intangible guy, unfortunately. The stats are never really there. But at, when push comes to shove, he could be missing a limb. He'll be there nine out of ten times. He missed a couple of games this year, but he's one step below elite. And he's hopefully he takes a pay cut and he stays with us next year. So I like it. Truth, give it to me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a trifecta. He's he's a strong, and uh, I, I think they will re restructure his deal for him and. Um, you know, listen, him and him, him and the uh, other player that I can name his name, they complement <laughs> each other so well, and 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 they do a great job. They do a great job. So yeah, he's a strong. They're they're like Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, so speaking of jumping ahead, of course, we might as well just parlay it into year <laughs> since Chris was already like running with the show. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so we all know the answer. Yeah. I'm a, a Danny, just you know, give me the give me the quick synopsis here because I'm sure we're all on the same page. Right. Uh, obviously, elite. I I'm glad he proved me wrong this year because I always thought he was good. Obviously, he was always that solid guy where we were talking about with uh, Leo, but he never got that jump, and he finally got it this year. So he was a monster this year. He's gonna hopefully get the extension that we're all expecting him getting. And at first, he was that guy that we got from the OBJ trade. So everybody was like, whatever side of the fence you are about OBJ. <laughs> you were like, all right, we got, he's a good nose guard, but you really got him for OBJ. But now it's like, yeah, he, we won the trade because of Dexter type of thing. Go ahead, Truth. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah let me add this in. You know, uh, Dan mentioned that, you know, he didn't show anything or he wasn't what he is now. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, even last year. Right. But it was more so last year. Right. But you got to remember, you know, and I've been saying this, I don't know if Craig remembers, you know, I always said that Dex is a horse, but they did, they're playing him like a thoroughbred, not like a Clydesdale. He, he, they played him on the outside on the right. line. He needed to be the nose guy. Mm -hmm. And they finally did that this year. And here's the results. The guy just, he just clogs two gaps and just causes havoc. And that's, and that's why he's, 
where he is. Yeah, no, the burning memory in my head of this year is him with uh, Quentin Nelson. And, oh, uh, yeah, exactly, and, uh, Dan, exactly. That was epic. That was absolutely epic. Not, nothing nothing better to see him taking a double team on and pancaking the best guard that we've seen in the last 10 years. That's right. Uh, go ahead, Chris, give it to me. Yeah, real quick, we know, yeah, Dexter's elite. And what a hell of a job, um, Andre Patterson, the defensive line coach who came over from Minnesota. I think when he got here, he said, we're going we're gonna to make you – you know, we're going to make you, uh, you know, pro bowl, all pro. I mean, basically that's what he told him. I think the use of his hands, get him in the zero technique over the center. I mean, he's done everything to just raise this guy's game. Dexter always had it, but I think Andre Patterson just helped him bring it to a new level. No, love it. Love it. And, you know, I'm going to wrap those two up. It's funny because I think depending on the year and the scheme, right, that Leo and Dexter both could flip-flop. One could be elite and one could be be strong. I think they play off each other well. And honestly, I've had I've said this before uh, with Spartan and, and with Nikki on the show. I've said that I think they're Leo and Dexter are a top three uh, unit, you know, as a as a pair, top three pair in all of football. I I listen, the, uh, Leo doesn't get a lot of credit for this, and I don't want to drone on on it because we've had we've had disagreements on 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 Leo. Lake Martinez goes down with an ACL. Bradbury gets let go. Right, all this stuff happens, and they said, Leo, we know you had 11 and a half sacks last year. I just need you to, I need you to stop the run for us. Somebody, please find me a defensive tackle that had 81 tackles last year. Right. I mean, the guy had 80, 81 tackles, and everyone treats the guy like he's a redhead stepchild. Yeah, I, I, yeah, less sacks. Yep. I never understood that. Yeah, he's 100% a glue guy for us. Yeah, 100%. So you're right, Danny. I hope he uh restructures and comes back because. Everybody loves the guy. So uh, next one up would be Ojolari. I'm going to start with you, Truth. Uh, is he elite? Is he strong? Is he a work in progress? Is he a whole? Well, he had a, he had a very good rookie year last year, and he had setbacks this year because of injuries. But when he did play, he did really well getting five and a half sacks. And I think his pressure rate was very high in the league based on his snaps. So um, I would say I would say I would I don't want to say, say he's strong right now. I think he's leading to that. Uh, he's still developing, and we need to see him get healthy and have consecutive years before I make him strong. So, by the way, not to digress, Spartan Mike, because you know how Spartan Mike's a hater. He hates everybody. Spartan <laughs> Mike says that doesn't justify his $32 million. It actually does justify his $32 million because, one, is someone paid it, right? If someone pays it, that becomes market value, right? That means, like, if he goes to, if, you know, <clears throat> that's the benchmark for that spot. And at 81 tackles, when he's the only defensive tackle to do it, it it's it's worth whatever they pay him. Like, you know what I'm saying? If someone pays it to you, that's the benchmark. Like the Giants say he's worth it. They gave him 32 million. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. But you know, Spartan hates everybody. No, well, that's, <laughs> um, a, that's a Gettleman uh, mistake, like always. But. Yeah, and but you know what though? It's a mistake that I think in the long run worked out for us. But we don't need to go too far down the rabbit hole on Leo. Go ahead, Danny. Give me Ojolari. Um, I'm with uh, the truth on this one. Um, the stats were there. It just he just couldn't get it going this year with injuries for whatever reason. He was very unlucky with that situation, but. The moments he did play this year, five and a half sacks, and like he mentioned with the pressure uh, numbers, was outstanding for those those six those couple of games that he did play. So, yeah. 
I'm gonna give it work in progress, but teetering strong. He's just right there, but it's he didn't play enough for it to be that. Go ahead, Chris. What do you got on Ojulari? Yeah, Dan just took my thunder. He said it right at the end. He hasn't played enough. He's a work in progress. We have to see him play, you know, most of the season, even 15 games. But, the you know, the bend is not is undeniable what this guy can do if he stays healthy. So, right now, work in progress. That's, that's why he was a second-round draft pick. Yeah, and uh, I'd actually, you know, as a, you know, he has, he holds now the rookie sack record for the New York Giants at – Eight or eight and a half sacks, which used to be BJ Hill before they traded him. Um, but um, you know, Ojolari was strong last year and has digressed, of course, to a work in progress because we don't know what we really have anymore because he does now have this injury bug. Uh, let's move on to Ward. I think Chris, I'm gonna start with you. What what's where's Ward here? <coughs> wow. All right, so he's he's really, really good against the run, right? He sets that edge pretty well. So He's not going to be your, uh, you know, your sack master, but I'm going to say strong. If I'm going to say strong for Jihad Ward because he's uh, he's fantastic against the run, and that's been a major issue. So on the edge, so let's go strong with Jihad Ward. Go ahead, Truth. What do you got? I agree. I think I think and you'll see that when free agency comes and other teams are going to come in and offer him more than what the Giants might want to pay him, and we could possibly lose him. Danny. I, I I think strong is kind of strong, but I think <laughs> strong I think minus. For, yeah, I think for what he was supposed to do for this team, be the the locker room guy, play on situational downs, he he was that guy. So I guess you can go strong, but when you can tell he was struggling when they were calling upon him more than he was expected. Right, and that's not fair to him. No, exactly, exactly. He, yeah. was able, when, he was able to control what he what he was supposed to come to yeah. the Giants for. He did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to be like a like a package guy that came in when mm-hmm. o, you know because but Ojolari goes down, then Ward has to play, you know, double the amount of snaps, right? And he's just not he's not an everyday defensive end setting the edge. You know, he's just not that guy. Yeah. So I think he was I, probably I, overused. For me, it's average. Whatever average is for that that conversation. Yeah, well, Spartan Mike's game didn't give us an average. Yeah, I know, so I have to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So blame 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 Mike for this. Uh, uh, and, and for the record, for you people, because he was the definition of average. He's uh, trending. Yeah. He's trending strong. That's yes, he's trending strong. He's trending right. strong. Yeah. And what's 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 really funny about our game that we're playing, guys, is that last week. It was only strong, elite, and whole. We didn't even have a work in progress. I had to throw the work in progress in there because there was too much of a gap between yeah. strong and the guy sucks. <laughs> so so our game is a work in progress. Let's move on to my favorite player, uh, Jalen Smith. Um, I'm going to start with you, Truth, because I, I know you know how I feel about this guy. No, I think I think, I think think we all feel the same way. It's, it's a hole. That's a hole. And he and he will be replaced. A, no need, no need, no need to keep going on that one. He got, he's, big, he's signed up for week two. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Chris. What do you got? He's been around too long to be a work in progress. Those days are gone. He's, That's right. He's, unfortunately, he is the whole – I mean, he flies around. He plays hard. But he just gets caught up in the wash. And once again, our problem, can't scrape, can't I- shed. I've never seen anyone in my life over pursue a play more than that dude. I mean, of all my, I'm an old broken dude and I've watched a lot of football. I have never 
seen a guy over pursue a play more than that guy because all he wants to show you is I'm running fast. I'm running hard, but I miss I miss the tackle. All the and time. then he would do uh, the Macho Man elbow drop in <laughs> half of the pileups. Yeah, that's right. For whatever reason, the weekly Twitter, uh, the whoever tweets it out, probably one of my good friends, but whoever tweets it out, he does a flying elbow drop like he's Macho Man every week. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, uh, yeah. the extent of uh, him. Yes, uh, not to be mean to Mr. Smith, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, but I love him at Notre Dame. Yep, but he's a hole. He is a hole right now at this part of his career. All right, Micah McFadden. Um, I'll start with you, Chris. What's your thoughts on, on McFadden? Yeah, just like a lot of rookies, up and down the whole season. Then then he went invisible, right, towards the end and into the playoffs. We didn't we didn't see him at all once um, once, uh, once uh, we got the linebacker. Uh, Davis. Davis. Right, right. He was exactly. a healthy Davis. stretch for the, towards the end. Yeah, so work in pro- listen, he's a rookie. I'm going to say work in progress, so hopefully there's more of an upside for us uh, down the road. With, with Go ahead, Dan, jump in. Um, going right, work in progress as well. You can tell that he's a good middle line. He could be a decent middle linebacker for us when he has the pieces around him. He wasn't supposed to be anything this year. So hopefully him and Beavers uh, step up next year along with whatever we signed. So. Go ahead, Truth. What do you got for me? Again, he's a work in progress. He had, a, he had, he had good moments. He had a lot more bad moments. So it's, 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 it's growing pains for rookies. But um, I think I think he'll be part of the fixture. I don't think he's going to be like a, getting a lot of snaps on the inside. He'll, he'll see some snaps because the Giants will will upgrade that position this offseason. They damn better upgrade that position. Oh, <laughs> look who's in the room. Tommy's in the room. What's up, Tommy? Thanks for hanging out, brother. Always right. always a pleasure. Always a, a pleasure to see you uh, hanging out with us. Um, we'll, we'll get to that question during our draft. And stuff. Yes. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, hey, here's here's my thing with McFadden is I'm hoping what we saw was just being a rookie and and having a new environment because I really liked what you saw at him in Indiana, right? And but what always got me was and Chris, you and I went to camp together. And we were talking about it. Nobody was talking about McFadden. It was almost like he got cut. Like nobody was talking about him at all. Like, you know so- why, Craig? Because all we were talking about were the Richie James drops. <laughs> Every time you that's bring true. up the camp, that's uh, I'm so surprised we're talking about something else. I know, wow. I know. Yeah. I was scarred. Oh, you're I, right. was scarred. I was scarred from camp no. with all the drops. But no, but you're right. But the reason why I brought it up was like I hope that he's a work in progress and not a hole because he really like had he didn't have a great year. Like you never saw him just fill a hole and just stick somebody. Like he got he got washed out in a lot yes. of plays. Yeah. He he had a t- his a tendency to pick the wrong hole, and unlike and again, I know people are going to yell at me about the Blake Martinez thing, but Blake Martinez had a great ability to scrape, pick the right hole, avoid the tackle or shed the tackle, and make a great tackle. Right where where you 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 kept thinking, okay, McFadden is Blake Martinez light. He really right. wasn't. He didn't scrape very well. He picked the hole the wrong hole a lot of times, and he got washed out in the play. So I'm hoping it's a work in progress. Let's lean on on the fact that uh, it's it, you know rookie. So let's let's lean on the fact that that is a work in progress. Let's keep flying through uh, this one. Here is you know it's the fan favorite, first round draft pick, Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I, pro- I think I spelled his name wrong. I think I was typing that on my phone. I think he, I did. he did. Does it? You missed an A. Yeah, I messed that up there somewhere. Um, so because it's it's on there wrong, I'm gonna I'm gonna do call. this. 
Yeah. JT. Here, look, watch. Ready? Watch how fa watch, look how it's, good it's I am. E, it's E A U X at the end. I don't need to because I can do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh Danny, uh, give me give me Tibbs. I mean, just for the Washington Commanders game alone, he was strong. He had moments throughout the season. I think the knee injury at in uh in the preseason dampered the actual statistical aspect of things, but his moments were huge moments. And um, where my old seats are at, at my life, because I moved my uh, seats, sick brag by me. But um, they were right at the angle of the, the old 22 angle and right where Kayvon laid out uh, the quarter Heineke. I am still shocked to this day that Heineke did not give up a fumble like he did two weeks later. Well, didn't didn't tomahawk? Him. Yeah, right. Looking back on it, that was the reason why. But watching which he, game, which he did the following the time he, he got right, him. Right, right. So and that that Washington game was just absolutely insane. You can tell why he was the top five pick, and for whatever reason, people were saying he was the best player in the draft, and he dropped to us, and we'll take it. So I had weekly talks with my friends. That's why he's the best player in that draft. So um, hopefully he matures a little bit. That would be my one thing with him. But I love everything about him. He's going to be a, hopefully be a giant for a long time. Uh, Chris, Tibbs. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, you know, where he was a work in progress early on in the season. But it seems like as soon as he got that knee brace off, he started, you know, I, I would say he's strong, just like what Dan said, right? That, we saw, you know, glimpses towards the end of the season what this guy can be. He can be elite if he can learn how to set that edge and just and just you know help out in that running game. But yeah, he, I'm going to go. Finish. Finish. And, a, and, a, and another thing, and finish is one thing, and he needs to learn how to sell the holding. That would be the biggest thing for him because for whatever reason they just he wasn't selling it. He could have gotten a couple holds every game. Yeah, sure could. Yeah, no, that's that's what, those are all great points. In fact, I was going to take it a step further on. Definitely is going to need to learn another move, right? Uh, you know, whether it's a, a swim move or a spin move, like he's going to, because he's tall and he's, and he's, I mean, he's not, I mean, he's not small by any stretch, no. but, but he's also not like, like TJ Watt. You know what I mean? Like right. he's a lot more, he's a more, he's a lot more lean. So he's going to have to learn a, a secondary move, right? You know, whether it's a stab or a, a spin. And then like you mentioned, he's going to have to learn, how to, you know, sell some of those holding, you know, that are happening to him all the time. My biggest thing is, is he's a charismatic guy. Sometimes you get yourself in trouble when you're a charismatic guy. Yeah. So, you know, and the media's the media's starting to realize that. Yeah. So I'm hoping he just says he focused in, he's drilled in, but definitely strong with, with flashes of elite. Right. Uh, let's keep cranking through. Um, let's see. What do I have here? Okay. Uh, flat. So we know he didn't, you know, he, he was hurt in the beginning of the year. He didn't get a ton of time, but it looks like, you know, flat has a really good, um, uh, understanding what the giants want him to do. And I think, you know, it's an interesting play on, does he have an opportunity to compete at, at CB2? I don't know. So uh, truth, I'll start with you. Uh, what's your thoughts on flat? Well, he's, he's a work in progress. Um, again, um, very prototypical of a rookie, especially a very tough position being a cornerback. Um, he came on when he got back from injury. He had a great play he made against the uh, Vikings when he was trailing up wide receiver. He reached out and the guy actually actually caught it. Then he stuck his arm in there, something like that. And he, and he made it, uh, the guy bobble it. But 
Um, yeah, I say work in progress needs to get a little stronger. Uh, like a lot of these players needs to be a better tackler, uh, technique wise. And uh, I, I think I think they got a keeper. I think he's going to replace. Well, I won't mention someone else because I don't know if you're going to bring him up, but I think he'll replace somebody who was on this team. So, all right, Danny, give me give me your thought on Flot. Um, obviously, work in progress. He, the moments he played, he played solid. He played well. Obviously, the pretty much the game helper in the Minnesota playoff game was him deflecting the ball. Um, I want to see more out of him. Obviously, I think. I think we got to beef him up just enough. Obviously, sometimes beefing up isn't a good thing, as you can see with Ojolari, for whatever reason. Um, he has all the tools. He went to LSU, so you know he's legit. So hopefully he brings it into the NFL game next year and bigger and better, getting the meal plan from the Giants. Yeah, I was going to say, Chris, for a guy, you know, you love you know your workout fiend. I mean, uh, my only thing on Flot is, like, give the guy a steak. For the love of God, give the guy a steak, right? Carbs, got to carve him up. Yeah, I mean, it's 175 pounds. You figure you don't want him to put too much on. You know, 85, 10 more pounds. Yeah, 10 more pounds would be great. I mean, you don't want to lose the athletic ability. My concern with him, and I think he's more of a boundary corner, so I think where he was playing a little bit on the outside, I think that's going to be his position. I want him, and if we have Wink, you know he wants to get up in your face and play press, right? Press man covered, so he's got to be able to be strong and be able to get up there and press and press these receivers. So we got to get some strength on him, but I think he's got all the tools to become Work, work in progress? Yeah, work in progress. I'm Absolutely. half Italian, so I could say it. He, he just needs to go find another to go over to Sunday dinner with and just get load up on everything, and he'll be ready to go. Amen, Danny. Amen. All right, let's talk about Dory Jackson. I'll start with you, Danny. Dory Jackson, like, we know we, uh, you know, we had that sprained MCL, so we missed some time, but he did have a great year. All right, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going elite. I'm going elite. Um, Woo! I think – he was pretty much a shutdown corner whenever he did play. The prime example was the Seattle game when he uh, forced that fumble. Um, forgetting it was it was it on Lockett. I'm pretty sure it was Lockett. Yeah. Um, he, he he. You don't have to worry about him whenever he's out there playing. He he will give up a play every now and then, but nine out of ten times he's there, ready to go. <laughs> and I would have looked to extend him so he has a lower cap hit. Truth, what's your thoughts on Jackson? Because when he came to the team last year, I, I didn't, I didn't, I did not like him at all. I was like, oh man. And then this year, I was like, wow, he's a whole lot better than I thought. Yeah, uh, me and Craig would have that argument every week last year. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he had a good year, and um, I don't know if I'm going to give him total elite. I think he had uh, elite moments. Um, he's getting up in age, so. I mean, if you had made the pro ball, I would give him elite status. But right. obviously, he had a very strong season, and he he was he was the Giants, uh, you know, um, I guess um, savior in the secondary of all the injuries they had, at the, especially at the cornerback position. And he did did a great job, like Danny said, and Seattle did a great job against um, Jefferson, right in the right. playoff game. Right, he did a great job on that one. So I would say in the middle. Uh, Treading too elite, but not Chris. You, you, Chris, you feel the same way? Strong? Yeah, I'm going to go strong. If he didn't miss those six games, it might have been elite. I mean, I, he's right there. I, I think he's right yeah. there. But I'm going to go strong just because he missed uh, 
you know, amount of time there, those six games. But I'll go strong. Uh, stay on, stay on that, Chris. Let's talk about love. Yeah, Julian Love, man. I thought he was strong in the beginning. He, I don't, I don't work in progress. Strong. Hmm. Believe it or not, this is a tough one for me. I thought Love was stronger earlier on the season, and his play kind of dipped, you know, a little bit right then at the end of the season. So, I don't want to say work in progress. I mean, wow. Uh, I'm saying work in progress because when they, when they lost McKinney, he was jumping around doing different things. So work in progress to play the other position and actually do different things that he probably didn't think he'd be doing. Um, what McKinney's used to, you know, taking care of as the free safety. So I don't know. I'm going to say work in progress. I don't know if I can say strong. Go ahead, Truth. What do you got? I I, I think he found that one of the reasons why he dipped a bit because he said McKinney got hurt. I think that really affected him. It took him out of his his comfort zone, and he had to uh, take on other responsibilities, and it was tough. I. I'm giving him a strong grade. I think he did way more than I thought he was going to do when they said he was going to be a starter transitioning over to safety. I didn't think he'd be able to be a full-time player and he proved me wrong. So let the team tackles. Um, What do you got? I'm going strong as well. Um, He has my favorite moment at giant stadium this year of games that I attended to. So, that's why – that's not the reason why he's strong, but, like, a lot like uh, Mike said, he led the team in tackles. He's always smart other than when he brings up about the Eagles. We'll get into that another time. But <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good we get smoked like that. I don't, I don't love it. Um, uh, but he's, he's just like another guy that is good glue guy, but if he's going to get too much money elsewhere, I wouldn't be shocked or sad to see him go, unfortunately. You know, um, that might happen. That might happen. It's very possible. Yeah, I can't see. He's been around. He's been in the on a team for three years. I can't see him being a work in progress. I thought. I thought. You know, and like I look. I just. I don't get caught up in all this other noise. The guy led the team in tackles. Right. You lead any team in tackles in the NFL. You're 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 one of the best five to seven players on the team. Agreed. Agreed. You know. Then he then he had to wear the dot. Call the defense. Then they had him playing strong, free. They got him right. playing McKinney spot. Like he did everything he was supposed to do, and then some. And I just, I don't know. I'm just a fan. Of, I mean, maybe because I'm a closet Notre Dame fan. Like I don't, I don't really admit that very often. But like, I don't know. Like I thought he was really good in college. He played corner. He played safety. And I think well, he's he done was, everything. He was one of the best corners in the nation. The, the his his last year. So runner, runner up for the Thorpe Award. Yep. And I just. I just I think he's strong and and here's something I'm gonna throw a curveball at you guys yet because we're not totally done yet but you I don't I just want you guys to kind of soak in what I'm saying Chris and I had this conversation on the phone so Love's probably you know he makes nothing right he makes eight hundred and twenty two thousand dollars but like you know franchising a guy you know is like I don't know there's a bunch of guys out there making fifteen sixteen seventeen all the way to nineteen you know you're not paying them that right but here's my thing. Xavier McKinney, um, which we're gonna which we're gonna talk about in a second. Um, Xavier McKinney last week got a new agent, he got a powerhouse agent that 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 handles safeties and DBs. Like that's this agent's job. He's already telling the Giants, "I want to be paid in 2023." Like, or I guess that would be going into 24. Like he's already told you he wants to get paid. If you let Love walk because we're too stubborn to give him eight. Eight, seven, eight million, and he goes and McKinney walks, then there's nothing because there's a really good chance that you, that McKinney's going to ask for 15 million 
and they're not going to want to pay it because you don't want two safeties making that kind of money. So I don't know. If, I don't know. I thought McKinney made a bad move by hiring that agent now during free agents this year because it's all it says is, hey, guys, I'm getting mine next year, whether you want to give it to me or not. I think it was not smart on his on his uh, behalf. He should have just waited till the draft went and died down and then brought the agent in. But, but by bringing him in now, he's already telling you next year, you're giving me $15 million or I'm walking. So now you got to reevaluate how much is Love worth because if Love walks and McKinney walks, then you got no safeties. Yeah. Uh, see, like, that's the thing. I don't think McKinney cares enough that he got a new agent. He's just seeing the dollar signs in the back of his head. And let's see what happens with that. Um, All right. So, give me, Dan, give me McKinney. I mean, he is, I'm, I'm going to put him at strong. He could have been elite, but he broke his hand. So, I, I, I got him at strong when he's, when he's healthy. Um, yeah, when he's healthy, I'm going strong as well. Obviously, he was the big playmaker in the backfield uh, this season when he was healthy. Uh, he's like what, like what, how I mentioned before with Dexter, he's like right there to being that, that guy, like making that jump. Like, like, like I mentioned with Dexter, that's my guy going into 23. Hopefully if he makes that jump, we're going to have to pay him. You know what I mean? That will be one of those crazy things. I don't think we will. I don't think we will either, but we have to have that conversation if like, all right, we might have to do it. Uh, uh, truth. Give, give me McKinney. Well, yeah, he had a, he was he had a strong campaign when he did play and was healthy. Came back, uh, but that but that separation of games missed hurt him. And uh, like Dan said, he could have he could have taken it to another level. And again, next year is going to be his year uh, to cash in and 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 get that elite status that that we all think he can do. Chris. Yeah, I think after last year, he was trending in that elite direction. But obviously, with the injury and being out for so long, you know, he's strong. He's strong. We saw the difference with him out of the lineup, obviously. So, yeah, I'm going to go strong with, with McKinney. All right, last guy that we have up on the, on the docket for the defense because we're covering most of the starters is, is Holmes. Um, and I'll, I'll start with you, Chris, since we ended with you. What What's your uh, what's your feeling on Holmes? Yeah, that's a haul. You know, I, uh, he's not a work in progress. He's been around a while now. The, the, you know, the holding, the grabbing. I mean, we got away with one, obviously, in Washington. We don't make the playoffs, you know, if that goes the other way. and goes in the overtime two-point conversion. So <laughs> his, his, his M.O., I mean, he plays hard, but, man, he grabs and holds quite a bit. Um, so he's a hole. He's a hole, and I don't expect him back. I don't expect True. Yeah, he's the guy that I was mentioned uh, anonymously before with Flock. I think Flock will replace him uh, there, and I think he's gone. I mean, they're going to save $2.4 million in cap space if they – if they if they get rid of him so yeah yeah not a lot of dead money so go ahead dan unfortunately a hole um he had a lot of potential but i just think with the different style and defense he was obviously one of the big guys in the previous regime because it was more of a zone oriented style um yeah i big time hole he could he couldn't handle the speed in the slot yeah, and I and I think that you know most teams, including the Giants, play a nickel as their base defense. So you know, Flot could just just be penciled in as the starting slot, especially if they draft a corner, right? Yep. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, let's 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 move over. We just thank you for for playing that along. I wanted to make sure that you know Spartan knew that we kept up his uh, his tradition of the game because we made <laughs> it last year. Um, guys, let's talk about real quick on 
you know, we had senior bowl this week. So that was a big thing that there's a lot of senior bowl coverage. The guys that talk in giants do a great job. They're always, um, you know, going out there and, and, and seeing what's, what's available. And then of course, at the same time as all the senior bowl talk is the fact that our two coordinators, uh, Wink Martindale and, you know, Mike Kafka are in the last steps of potentially being head coaches. So, Chris, I want to start with you. Let's start with Wink. Um, A, what's your thoughts? Do you think Wink's coming back? And if he isn't, where do the Giants look for a defensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, it seems like the way this this league is going, these coaches that are that that are defensive coordinators that become head coaches flame out. I don't in Wink's age. I don't think he will be the head coach of the Colts. A little burb, a blurb that came out today was that Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator, the Colts are not allowing him to look for another job. They're retaining his rights. So that tells you right there if you uh, if you if you connect the dots that that Wink doesn't seem like he'll be the guy if they're retaining their own defensive coordinator. Yeah. And Wink's the defensive guy on the Kafka. And if if Wink were to leave, I'm just throwing a name of a guy that's out there. I did say Steve Wilkes, but he uh, he's. He's going to the 49ers, it looks like. A Vance Joseph, who's out there. He was a decent defensive coordinator. Just a name off the top of my head. But I, I think Wink is going to be around. Kafka, a whole nother story. I think Kafka has a has a good shot of of, of getting that Arizona job. Lou Anamaruno is the uh, defensive coordinator for the Bengals. He's interviewing on Friday. So we probably won't know till the weekend. But um, if he were to move, uh, my guess would be, hey, move Shea Tierney to offensive coordinator, keep the Dable system, and then Davis Webb will probably be a coach at some point. And I think that's maybe where it's trending this offseason and, and make him the the uh, quarterback's coach and because uh, that seems to be his his uh, desires to be a, a coach at some point. So I'm just throwing stuff out there, but that, I could see that happening. Truth, um, like if Wink and, – and Wink seems like an hearsay guy. You know what I mean? Like um, old school, I'm sure that – he would fit in there well. I know Wink was like, hey, you know, the Giants fans are the greatest fans in the world. New York's the best city in the world. Something tells me he he may not want to put in the time to be a head coach at his age. Like he may just be like, man, do I have that in me, right? I don't know. I mean, like Andy, Andy Reid's not a young guy, and he can do it. So my question to you, again, is what do you think Wink wants to be a head coach? Like, like what's your thought? Do you think this is what he wants? I don't, I, don't uh, I mean, he would be entertaining another interview if he didn't have it in his head, but I, I agree with you that his, at his age, I think it's something that uh, it's a lot more demanding being a head coach than being the uh, defensive coordinator. And, and um, I, I think he's going to stay. And if he doesn't stay, the Giants could look in-house. I mean, uh, Wink endorsed uh, Drew Wilkins, I believe his name is, the outside linebacker coach. Yep. You know, he endorsed him big time. I don't know, and I'm just going with what I know, the coaching staff, um, outside the box uh, organization. I don't know where they would go. I really don't know who's available. Uh, I, and I don't want that, truth. You're killing me right now. You're killing me. I don't – like, I remember the, the Giants went and they, they promoted Bill Sheridan, the linebacker coach, you know, and we, we literally had – That was you a know, disaster. Yeah, we had we had Kiwanuka on, you know, three weeks ago, and he, and he just, you know, he didn't throw the guy into the bus, but it wasn't a fit. You know I know, I mean? oh, no, I'm just I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but no, but I know I appreciate your your opinion on the fact that he's getting you know, there is a couple guys that said he might might fit the mold. Uh but Danny, is there someone right now? I guess the, the quote would be gun to your head kind of a thing. If 
if Wink doesn't come back, who 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 is the most likely candidate that Dable's going to want to work with as a DC? All right, so I'm going to go in-house option and outhouse option. Um, outhouse option, it, obviously, if Kafka gets the job at um, Arizona, I would try to get local guy. He was coaching Giants coaching staff. I'll go try to get Lumarell, uh, whatever his name is, Amarillo. To come, try to come here, give him more money that he would want to come here because there's no ser- ster- uh, there's no cap for coaching. Um, that would be one scenario because obviously you can see how the Bengals defense woke up this year. Um, in house, um, a name that needed, no one really brought up, I would go Henderson, the Jerome Henderson, yeah. Jerome Henderson in the secondary who actually did crazy amount. Like I think between him and the wide receiving coaches. They should get raises just because what they had to deal with. Um, so I would, I, I guess, like me and my friends were talking about it earlier today. I would have to go Henderson just because of what everybody likes him in the the whole locker room and the whole facility and organizational wise. I think I would go him. Okay. Um. So then let's. Okay. So you got me an in-house option and out. Okay, but uh. uh Truth is, there no like surprise names like out there. Like, I is there no like is there no heavy hitters that like potentially could listen? We all know when we got Wink, we were all like, yes, like you know, we were like so excited that you know to get Wink. Is there not any heavy hitters out there? I haven't read anything on it. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even talked about college candidates. I mean, there are some notable uh, offensive and defensive coordinators that are very very uh, knowledgeable and very respected in the college ranks. So, you know, they could go that direction. Um, yeah. I don't know paying for you, but they could do that. I don't know. All if they right. To Chris, you got, you have not, you don't got one name for me. One guy that like, you'd be <laughs> like, on, Chris. You know. <laughs> well, you know, the seem that it seems to be the problem. Like, like Wink is, is almost, he's from that Rex Ryan generation where, God, you know, I know he blitzed a lot more, you know, last year uh, with Baltimore, but he's kind of toned it down. But and he has these exotic, you know, um, these exotic, um, uh, not plays, you know, the, 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 the exotic yeah. game plans. But I, I, there's not guys like him anymore. So I don't know. I mean, um, on the offensive side, you know, we get to that, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. It's uh, Drew. I think Drew Wilkins, if he doesn't take him, I think he would be the likely. <laughs> Replacement because at least you keep the concepts and the way they're you know they play the defense. Um, may, maybe maybe it is a Drew Wilkins or Drew, right. but I think it would be in house. I agree with Dan. It'd probably be in house. I, I hope I hope uh, I hope there's some some names you know pop up because again I if, if Wink does go, which I, I I'm leaning on the fact that he's coming back. And another thing, he was at Senior Bowl all week with the Giants right. and he was coaching up everybody. I don't think I think he's here to stay. For the long haul. Yeah, I think he's more likely to stay than Kafka. That's for sure. I mean, the, the Colts are holding out for that offensive coordinator for the Eagles. I think that's what they're doing here. They're waiting for the Super Bowl to get over on Sunday, and I, I think they're going to go for that offensive uh, coordinator. Or they could be, or they could be dumb enough and go Saturday again. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's that could be it too. That is true. Yeah. All right, then let's move over to the offensive side of the ball. Um, my two senses. Who the heck wants to work with Kyler Murray? I mean, you got to put something in his contract <laughs> that says you have to read the playbook and not play video games. I don't want nothing to do with that. Also, if you're an owner of a team, do you really? Again, I know, you know, maybe, maybe he looks, you know, hey, 
This guy's worked with Daniel Jones and Pat Mahomes. Like this guy definitely can coach up quarterbacks. Maybe he can do that for my squad, but heck he's only, he was only a coordinator for one year. You're really going out on a limb, Dan. Aren't you with, with Kafka here? Yeah, no. He, um, the crazy thing is he's my age. So I remember him playing in college. So just the fact of like, I'm at that age, obviously other than uh, McVay, it, like now it's like, I'm getting at that age of like, wow, I, NFL coaches are my age. Um, I think with him, it's more of the fact that it's 32 jobs. I'm going to try to make it. And then worse comes worse, I become an offensive coordinator again. So they don't really look into it that way like we do. Because obviously we would be like, all right, we got to wait for our own. Because that opportunity might never come. Look at Leftwich this year and another, a couple other players. So I think you got to strike when the iron's hot. Um, I think, like uh, Chris mentioned before, I think I'm going tyranny because – we're keeping them in-house. Daniel Jones doesn't have to learn another offense. Granted, we have Dayball with the offensive mind that the, the system is in place with Dayball. So I yeah. think we, we keep it with tyranny. And then, like someone said before, probably Davis Webb moves into the quarterback coach or you find – That makes a, perfect like, sense to me. And you, yeah. and you don't change up the locker room, basically, because uh, Tyrod's there. It's the same locker room as last uh, – same uh, quarterback room as last year. So yeah. That's where I would go. Truth. Um, you know, like I, I I think some people are giving Kafka a lot of credit. Some people aren't. I just think that there is something about Kafka being a quarterback in recent years, just like Dan mentioned. He's not like – it's not like he hasn't played quarterback and, in the last And Andy Reid gave him the kiss of death last night at uh, – he gave mm -hmm. him the kiss of death, so. <laughs> Wait, so. what happened last night? Oh, no, what happened, yeah. Well, he they asked us, one of the interviewers in the press conference. He he apparently gave him the okay from uh, uh, Cardinal Brass. So that's obviously he gave him his blessing. Heavy. Gave him his blessing. Yeah. Oh, blessing. <laughs> yeah. So, so wait, so Andy Reid said, "Yeah, I think that Kafka would well, be a good." If you candidate. remember, he was been with him for the Eagles, and he had him retired. He's a quarterback, yeah, yeah, he's Kafka, been yeah. there. He's been Andy Reid's go-to guy, basically, the whole ride of him being a coach. It's almost like a Jim Peterson thing, right? It was. It's right. almost like a Jim Peterson, Andy Reid thing again. Yeah. Um, so did uh, so did Mahomes give him the um, yeah the, uh, thumbs up as well. Yeah, and, and you know what? Just to piggyback that, Dan, oh. a good point with uh, you know, Mike Grow. You mentioned before. I wonder oh, if his a, thing gets thrown in, in, into the mix as that's well. That's not a bad one either. Receivers coach. That's not a bad one either. Yeah, and Gro's got Gro's got the family behind him, right? With his dad, right. Al Gro. I mean, he you know coaching college, coaching pros. Like so, Gro definitely has right. he's seasoned probably right. since he's been a little kid. Right. He's come up with his dad being a a coach of a team, so he's probably got some experience that. That would, be, that would be another one to look look That's into right. as well. And, and guys, you know, we're, we're not even talking about the staffs. You have a guy like Lou Amaruno who's been around for a long time. He could probably, with his context, I would think he could build a, 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 a better staff or has the context to, to have enough of a choice. Whereas Kafka, 35 years old, I, don't, I mean, how, much, how good of a staff can he put together at his age in this late in the game right. as we're getting to, you know, to the Super Bowl and, and they're still looking for a coach. So I think if I'm the Cardinals, I want to know who's on that staff and who you're going to bring over. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that's discussed. Yeah. 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 That it's, it's a big leap, right? Offense coordinator, one year, big leap to head coach going yeah. East Coast back to, out to the West. Even in college, if I'm not mistaken, Dan, correct me, he was a Northwestern cat. Yeah. So um, he's always been – 
I, I, you know, central to East Coast, uh, you know, going West Coast, having the finest staff, you know, he's got his work cut out for him. I know it's a dream come true, but they'll be, listen, if the Giants go back to the playoffs next year, Kafka will be like right. the number one head coach, you know, on the, on the seat, ready to take over for whatever team is looking for. Like, honestly, think about it. Andy Reid could retire. Right. And, and, and Kafka could literally walk into that job. Oh, that's a great point, Craig. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I'm just saying, if, if Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl, what else does he have to do? You know, he's already the the the, the highest winning coach in Kansas City history. You know what I mean? Like, well, wouldn't Benny get that, that first crack, or how would that work? Listen, I don't understand it. We can all go round and round about that. Why doesn't like be enemy? There's got to be. I know we had like he got a DWI. I know there's some background stuff. There's got to be a reason why B enemy doesn't get to get a job. And his name wasn't even mentioned this year either. That was weird. no. I no. think he, his name finally cycled out for whatever reason. Unfortunately, you know what? As much as as a, a positive to be with Andy Reid, it's almost like a negative too because right. people, uh, the, these you know the um, the GMs out there and the GMs, the owners, and, yeah, and the GMs, like maybe they they look at it as as a negative as well because. Who's doing what? Like how much? How much input does Enemy have? Is it all Andy Reid? And I know Andy Reid speaks highly of him, but you just don't know. Uh, maybe that's part of the issue. Well, the coaching tree though for Reid has gone on and done some incredible things. You know what I mean? So I don't. Right. I don't think that's quite. I just think whatever. You, none of us here will know. But there is definitely if 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 McDaniel's can get two jobs after drafting Tim exactly. Tebow, exactly. you know right. what I mean, and and yeah. Patricia, get, like all these guys get jobs. But if the enemy's not getting a job, no matter what we think it is, there is a reason, and only a handful of people know why. Mm -hmm. Right? You know what I mean? Look at look at look at Ryan's. I mean, he's going to go coach Houston, right? The guy has just been like he's whatever he's got. He's got the it factor, right? He rose up fast. The guy's a student of the game. No problem gets well, an opportunity. Yeah. And he was he was a good to great player yep. as well. So yeah. So I don't know what it is with B enemy, but yeah, you know what? Like with Kafka, you know, Randy, Andy Reid could retire. You know what I mean? And and uh maybe next year B enemy gets a job or gets the job. But if B enemy doesn't step up for the head coach of Kansas City, it could be Kafka, right? He walk right into that job. He might come back. It would be to me, I tweeted this out today and I took a little static for it was. With another OC, there's going to be some changes, even if they're a little and minute. There'll be some changes, and I just don't want Jones to struggle because it's you know he's had so much change. And the the haters will be all over it. So oh yeah, yeah, they're laying low right now. No, they're not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no? no I, 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 I didn't see the sarcasm. The lagged a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is no laying low for Daniel Jones haters. There is no laying low. It's every well, they day. That, they had that poll out, uh, and it showed that they had a, uh, Jones had a high rating of, of staying with the uh, Giants. So I don't know. Only three percent didn't want him to come back. So that's a to me. That's a lot of that wasn't taken on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't. No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm being sarcastic. Well. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> By the way, I want to give a shout out. I got a couple of people on Facebook. Brian Jones, I see Wes is out there, and Carrie want to give you guys a shout out. Uh, Facebook's kind of new for us because I don't actually have a Facebook account, so I hijacked Nikki's Facebook account or Spartan Mike's Facebook account. I I hijacked someone's Facebook today, 
uh, for the for the broadcast. So uh, super cool that you guys are are, are checking in there. Um, okay, so we we kind of beat that up for a little bit. Let's end the show with this. Thanks for tuning in. Um, one, let's do some housekeeping. One is we need you guys to actually hit the button that says subscribe over there. <laughs> Okay, you, there's 9,500 of you people that follow me, which I'm very thankful for and blessed that you follow the moron like me. Um, I'm very, I'm very appreciative of the fact that you guys have fallen in love with the NY Giants Rush crew and family, and I love it. And we're going to continue to build and grow. I, I do, I do scratch my head with the subscription thing, like. If you don't know, and this is what someone told me this week, so bear with me, that people don't know what it means, okay? Subscribing is nothing but hitting the subscribe button and then being notified That's it. when information comes in. So if I put up a new podcast or something comes up, subscribing isn't me sending you a bunch of emails, and it's not spamming you. All subscribing is is that when you hit subscribe, you are notified when there is new content available. Unfortunately, it doesn't even notify you half the time anyway. Yes. That's the annoying thing about it as well. But yeah. Yeah. So, so what I'm trying to figure out out of you good folks is how are there 9,500, soon to be 10,000 of you following me and only 900 of you are subscribing to the channel? Like, like subscribe it, you know, put it on your Facebook uh, uh, um, um, chats and, and groups you know like like subscribe you know pass around what we do we want to grow so we can bring in more stuff if you don't know last week we interviewed dan belton safety for the giants week before that we interviewed matthias kiwanuka uh two-time super bowl winner we interview that's is what we're known for if you're new to the channel we are known for interviewing giants legends and players that's what we do how it worked out that way i have no idea it just did so we are known for that um we have a Monday show. It's called The Rush Hour. It's hosted by Nikki Six. Make sure that you're checking out that Monday show. And as promised, we, because of the success of it last year, we're bringing back the, the Truth and Spartan Mike are doing their Thursday draft show. And I've said this before. I've known Michael Stewart for nine or ten years now. He's a personal <laughs> friend of mine, but he's really, like, and I'm not just saying this because he's sitting here, but he really loves college football and the draft and who's going to be projected. So, um, they do this show on Thursday and they really get into the, you know, the, the third guard from Texas A&M and grambling and which one's better. I mean, so the Thursday drop in there, hang out with those guys. Um, and then of course we have the giants guys now, and the announcement is after the super bowl, the giants guys will be moving to Monday night. Okay. We used to do back in the day, uh, we used to do, uh, the giants guys were on Monday. Yep. But we're going to move the Giants guys back to Monday so we can talk to you folks right after the Giants play. So it can be hot and fresh. Because on Tuesdays, some of you guys are already want to move on to the next week. <laughs> right? Like Dan. Dan's like, dude, come on. I love your show, but do it on Monday. So Danny's influencing me how to do things smarter. So the Giants guys moves to Monday. Wednesday will be rush hour. Wednesday will be Nikki Six. And we're finding her a new co-host because I can't do it. I can't do everything, people. I just, I know you love me, but I can't do it all. Um, so Nikki Six will have a new host. Danny's going to be dropping in there. Spartan Mike's going to be dropping in there. Truth Crip. They're all dropping in. Uh, and then Thursday is the draft show. Now, remember, we are going to be picking. Uh, Chris, how many did we pick last year? Do you remember? 
Truth. Oh, How many? I, I was one. 10? Was it ten each? I thought it was ten to fifteen each, something like yeah. that. Okay. See, I told you, I got six concussions in college football, <laughs> so I forget these things. Um, and do you think I'm kidding? I'm. Oh, I uh, yeah, exactly. No, no, all sorts of places. <laughs> um, Greg was a headhunter. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't the cleanest player. Um, so we pick each each panelist, each rush member picks ten to fifteen of the followers. So if you don't know about it, you can pass it on to your folks, your friends, neighbors, cousins, uncles, whatever it is, and we put you live on the show. Everybody gets anywhere from five. We'll even let some people hang around for 10 minutes on the draft show. It's our biggest show. We do four or 500 people on round one, and then we do another four or 500 people from round two to seven. So it's really cool. I put everybody on. They all speak their piece. We have a ball. So make sure you you stick with us um, on the draft. And then believe it or not, one of our fan favorite is our gear, okay, at the store. Everybody loves our gear. Well, guess what? In true fashion, what do I do every year? I make a new logo every year. There is a new Giants Rush logo coming out totally different. I'm throwing a curveball. It has been 10 years with the skull and, and the um and the headphones. Now I added a crown in this year because um I adopted the King Rush name. So we have the King Rush. This new one is going to look pretty cool. It's very simple and traditional. So there's a new logo coming out. Uh, make sure you're following Dan. Make sure you're following Truth and Chris and Nikki and Spartan Mike and John, who does our top 10, and Zane, the belt guy. Make sure you're following. That's our team. Um, what else can I tell you, folks? That's kind of the housekeeping. Make sure you follow. Make sure you subscribe. Um, and we're going to end the show real quick because we're about seven minutes over. Go ahead, Dan. What's up? Go. Don't forget to follow Instagram as well. I'm trying to grow that as well. See, that's that's why we brought that's Dan. Why you're here, Dan. <laughs> that's exactly because Dan Dan is like like the voice of reason. He understands Instagram. NY Giants underscore Rush. Um, we're trying to put new reels up. We're trying to put new stories up. Dan's been like, you know, he's texting me all day. What do you think about this idea? What do you? It's so cool to have a guy with ideas. I'm like, oh, Dan, I just want to hook him out. He's so, on fire. Yeah, Dan's on fire. We're so excited to have him there. So Dan's going to be rocking with the Instagram. I do owe a bunch of people prize packs. So um, DM uh, Dan and say, hey, I was number, you know, 295, 6, 7, 8, 9. I'll send you guys out some. Uh, we just got these um, brand new Rush uh, uh Car magnets, beer, beer locker, whatever, refrigerator magnets. And so we got those to give away. So definitely hit up uh, Dan. And if you are number 300, which Dan knows who you who he is, we can't seem to get in touch with him. You know, I've got brand, I've got rush hoodies ready to rock. Oh, look at that. Nice. Yep. I just got a couple of these bad boys in. All right. So I love paying, paying attention to what Dan's doing because Dan is giving away all my shit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's going to okay. play one of these days, Craig. No, nah, it's all good. It's all good. Like, I, like soon as Dan's like, can I give away some stuff? I'm like, yeah, people, okay. People, Next thing I know. Love, people love free shit. So they do. People, people, love, people love free shit. All right. So that's kind of the housekeeping thing. Let's end on this quick note. It's a real simple answer. Truth, I'm going to start with you. What do you want to see in the in the uh, in free agency? What is the number one position you want signed in free agency? Not person, not person. Ooh. 
Just position. Right now, I've given you a dollar. That dollar is going to allow you to get the, the best player. What's the what's the position you want? I want I want inside linebacker. Okay, Chris. Chris he's all. I've, Mike is already already spent on an inside linebacker, so you can now not sign okay. another linebacker. Or I guess you could. You could. You sign two. Well, I, I got it. I'm giving you a dollar. Here, take it. Take the dollar. I got it. All right. You now have a dollar. What right. is the? What are you doing with the dollar? What position are well, you signing? You already spent it on that inside linebacker, which I had my eyes on. I am going to go. Um, I am going to go in free agency. Just looking at these names, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go center. Oh boy, I was throwing at you, Chris. I was. I was <laughs> I <can't. at> <laughs> Dan, 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 well. Welcome to the show. This is your first one. Your cherries popped. I'm handing you a dollar right here. Take that dollar, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. And and now you are you have a dollar. What are you doing with that dollar? You know what what position are you spending this money on? Since I was so kind to give you all that money. All right, I'm going. I'm going defensive tackle because we need depth in the defensive tackle department. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, so here's my question, and we'll end on this note. Dan, is your reasoning for the defensive tackle because they took center and linebacker? Would you have chosen linebacker or center? I would have definitely chosen linebacker. Center, I think Nick Gates comes back. Chris, if if Michael did not choose inside <laughs> linebacker, would you have chosen inside linebacker? Yes, that, that's what I had my eye on. Yep. Who who had that stat today? I I don't want to I, I don't want to give give away credit where credit do. It might have been you or Craig or uh, Mike. That 37 of the top players were uh, linebackers in tackles. That was me. College college football, the top 35 tacklers, tackles were linebackers. Yeah. That's why we, that's why the rush people, uh, I have the best guys. I think they pull stuff like that out. So, uh, thanks for watching another episode of the Giants, guys. Listen, audio, you're walking the dog. You are uh, driving your kids to their friend's house. You're at a at a soccer game or a baseball game you don't want to be at. You're walking around the neighborhood. You're trying to get in shape. Just take us with us. Take the Giants, guys, with you. We are on Spotify, Apple Pods, Amazon Music. We are on Stitcher. We are on Google Play. We're on all the platforms. You don't have to just watch our lovely faces here on YouTube. You can easily just take the audio with you wherever you go in the car. I have a guy who says, I don't have time to watch YouTube. I'm like, so just turn it on in your car. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I could do that. Just, just go there and search the Giants, guys. The show will come up. Next thing you know, you're listening to Matthias Kiwanuka interview or Dan Belton, which, by the way, was awesome interview. He was yeah, very was cool. cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, nygiantsrush.com articles are up there. Um, and of course rush hour draft show. That's our show for this week. We are 12 minutes late. I apologize. We're out. OUT. We will see you guys next week. R Nikki six will be back from Aruba and, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Peace out. Later, Lawrence.